Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. So they were down to their last play. There wasn't any hope left. Bradshaw dropped back, but they're all over him. He, he was sacked? No, he spins out and throws it down the field. But then there's a collision. Well, pass interference. <laughs> nope. The ball ricochets and flies through the air for like an eternity. All of a sudden, Franco appears out of nowhere, scoops it out of the air, and runs it into the end zone. Touchdown! And in that moment, something magical happened. It was the start of a standard that still lives today. It was the start of a dynasty. <sighs> the steel curtain. What do you think would have happened if Franco didn't catch it? Who knows? Maybe we never win those Super Bowls. Maybe we don't even have a team anymore. One thing's for sure, I wouldn't have these posters all over the wall. Come on, you've got to go to bed. Enough of this. We're going to the Hall of Honor tomorrow. Good night. Good night. I better get to bed too. I could sleep through the end of the world. <laughs> Can you imagine that? A world without the Immaculate Reception? I, I can't even imagine. Oh. <sniffs>
Yin's Talking About presents An Immaculate Christmas. Brought to you by Peachin's Market, Ireland's 32, Little California University, and Iron City's new Spiked Arnold Palmer Energy Plus. Alright, rise and shine. Hey, what? where did all my Steelers posters go? Did someone sneak in here? Hey, did you sneak into my room and tear down all my posters? What posters? My Steelers posters. The Salt Lake Steelers? Who would put a poster of them on their wall? No, not the Salt Lake Steelers. What? What is that? The Pittsburgh Steelers. The six-time Super Bowl champs. That like an eSports? I've never heard of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know what's gotten into you today. G- give me your laptop. Wikipedia.com slash Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers was an American football team from 1932 to 1974, most notably known for never winning a championship before moving to Salt Lake City in 1975? What? Is this some kind of joke? Wikipedia never jokes. There's nothing in here about the Steel Curtain, the Super Bowls, not even the Immaculate Reception. Um, uh, what? The Immaculate Reception. We were just talking about it last night. Uh, Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. It's like the Immaculate Reception never happened. It's like the Steelers dynasty never existed. What's going on? I, 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 I need some fresh air. Some, something weird is happening. I, f- I feel like I'm going crazy. Uh, I've, I know. I'll go to the Hall of Honor and see it for myself. Here's the Fort Pitt Tunnel up ahead. I'll, I'll just I'll just drive up to the stadium, and it will all have been a dream, uh, just a bad dream, some kind of bad prank. Uh, all right, we're we're emerging from the tunnel now. Oh, oh my God! Where, where is it? Where's Akrisher Stadium? It should it should be right here next to the casino. But but it's just, it's just another office building. It's it's just another skyscraper. Hey, you can't park here. Huh? What? If you're here for the Penn State luncheon, you've got to park across the street. Penn State luncheon? Class of 72, 50-year reunion. That's why you're here, right? Class of 72? Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm here. We are! I think that's him over there. Uh, hey, you're you're Franco, right? Uh, Franco Harris, the the former Pittsburgh Steeler. You may be the only person that remembers this town used to have a football team. Well, you're you're not gonna believe me, but where I'm from, you're one of Pittsburgh's biggest football heroes. <laughs> You've been drinking too many Rolling Rocks at this luncheon, Franco. Re- remember that playoff game against the Raiders in '72? Barely. Hey, if you're one of those trivia buffs... Remember the last play of that game? I remember we played hard, but we fell short. There was a fourth and long, but 
Terry hit the guy in the helmet? See, my entire life, until I woke up this morning, you caught that ball and scored. It, it was a moment that started the greatest football dynasty in the world. How would I have caught that? It would have taken a miracle. It did. We called it the Immaculate Reception. The Immaculate Reception? It sounds like a good story, but in reality, I'm just a guy who played on a bad football team a long time ago. I wish we could go back to that day and play it all over, but do you have a time machine? <laughs> no, I don't have a time machine. What, wait, or, or do I? Wait a minute. I may not have a time machine, but I know someone who can bend space and time. Quick, to the Ross Park Mall! Okay, explain why we're at the mall in line to talk to Santa Claus. Okay, so Santa can make it to every home in the world in one night. So his sleigh can obviously manipulate the fourth dimension. We're talking time and space. We're just going to borrow his sleigh, take it back to 1972, and make sure you catch that ball. We're going to steal Santa's sleigh? We're talking do not pass go. Go directly to the naughty list. There's no way this will work. Just shut up and play it cool. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Hey, psst. Are you the real Santa? Of course I am. Ho, ho, uh, then then uh, why don't you show me the keys to your sleigh, Santa? Ho, ho, ho. Santa's keys are in his other pants. Ho, ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Show me the keys. Ho, ho. That is, if you really are the real Santa. I mean, if you're not, we can just tell all these kids that you're some helper. <laughs> no, I am the real Santa. Show me the keys, <laughs> Santa. Well, it's not a key, per se. It's more like a key fob. <laughs> hey! Franco, I got him! Go long! Got him! To the roof! Hey, come back here! Bro, did you oh, just oh, Melvin oh. Santa? Someone wants coal in their stocking. Jump in! Ho, Give me the keys! Ho, ho. You can't run from Santa! Now Dasher, ho, ho. now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Daughter and Prancer! Here we go! Destination, Three River Stadium, 1972! I can't believe that worked! Look, the game has already started! Go to the locker room and get dressed! But won't there be a guard? Are you kidding? Everyone in the building is watching the field! Get in there! Alright, you crazy Yinzer, you've stolen Santa's sleigh with Franco Harris and traveled back in time. Now all you've got to do is recreate the most impossible play in sports history. How do I look? Immaculate. Now how do we get on the field? We'll sneak onto the sidelines, then I'll grab young Franco's helmet. While he's looking for it, you get into the huddle. You make it sound so simple. All you need to do is be at the 45-yard line on the last play. There's literally no one who can stop us. Excuse me, guys. Authorized personnel only. Uh, uh, can't you see? This is Franco Harris. He's got to get back on the field. I don't know. I better ask a coach. Hey, look! 
Is that Manny Sangian? Sangi's here. Run! Hey, hey, come back here! Where are you going? I'll grab young Franco's helmet. Just get to the 45! Get to the 45! Hey, some guy just grabbed my helmet! Get back here! Stop! Thief! Get back here! Oof! I've gotcha! Wait! Look! Bradshaw, trying to get away. And his pass is broken up by Tatum. Tipped off! Franco Harris has it! Holy smokes, we won! Wait! Who caught that? I did it! I saved Steelers Nation! It's happily ever after! Ho ho ho! Not so fast. Santa! You can't hide from me! Don't you know? I see you when you're sleeping! Ho ho ho! Someone's been very naughty! Look, Santa, I know this probably disqualifies me from the nice list for the rest of my life, but the way I see it, it's still Christmas, and I just gave millions of Steelers fans the greatest Christmas gift of all, the birth of a Steelers dynasty. That won't just give people joy today, but every day for the rest of time, boys and girls will wake up 50 years from now in the middle of June and still feel the cheer from this very moment. That's a gift that deserves to be shared. And if you can't understand that, I'll happily take my lump of coal. I'm a Steelers fan too. It's the boss's favorite team, you know. Santa has a boss? The big man, JC. I was just worried you were gonna scrape the paint job. Come on, let's get you ho-ho-ho! Well, we're back, and it looks like everything is back to normal. Are you sure? Oh my god, this is the worst Steelers team of my life. So much for no losing seasons, Mike Tomlin. Fire the coordinators. Fire the players. Yeah, this is absolutely perfect. Merry Christmas, Steelers Nation, and have an immaculate new year. Ho, ho, ho! I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We talking about Twitter. Triple joy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy. What makes your talents come through? What makes it work? What makes you work? And the answer is to be with the right teammates. And God knows I, I God, I was with the right teammates. They were great. It's a somber Christmas edition mm-hmm. of what Jin's talking about. Uh, I am Kyle Kreis here with Greg Benevent. Hello. Who's... who's uh, in the in the four one two four. That's right. The big Christmas Eve game. Are you are you uh, in your seats yet? Not not, not quite no, yet. No, I uh, not not uh, not this year. Not this year. 
<laughs> but you're going you're going to the game though. You're not one of these. Oh, uh... we are absolutely going to the game. Yes, we, you, are, okay. we are definitely going to the game. At uh, even have we have our fiftieth uh, anniversary commemorative terrible towels. Oh, um, the special towels. Special towels with the they're basically the towels just with the patch. Uh, that'll be on the jerseys as well. I think if some of you have seen, I think they posted pictures of uh, Watt with them, TJ Watt with them. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'll have to get my uh, my decal jersey at some point as soon as those get on the bootleg sites. This is there you go. What Jin's talking about the conversation about the Steelers social media conversation, and um, I mean we can't. Uh, you know, there is no conversation today without talking about franco uh that's right let's get to you know this uh here this is the here's a tweet that stuck out to me Mm -hmm. at scott mervis underscore pg scott mervis he's from the uh pittsburgh post gazette Mm -hmm. with a little history lesson you know we all wanted the steelers to draft lydell mitchell his PSU teammate, people were disappointed when they drafted Franco Harris. Now imagine Pittsburgh without Franco. It's a completely different place. You could literally do It's a Wonderful Lifestyle movie on his impact. And I mean, I think we just did. A, I mean, it wasn't quite exactly It's a Wonderful Life, but it's um, that was, you know, that was part of the part of the inspiration, I guess, for uh, for this year's Christmas play. Um mm-hmm. You know, Franco wasn't the wasn't the you know Heisman candidate. He was, in fact, he wasn't the he wasn't even the number one guy at Penn State. You know, he was kind of he was kind of the Rocky Blyer who kind of opened up the holes. He, uh, mm-hmm. so when they drafted him first first round, you know, he, uh, it wasn't. I you know I could see the fans just like the fans of today being a little skeptical. Certainly, there were there were fewer of them. Um, at the time, but um, yeah, yeah, Steelers I mean, fans in '72, right? What? <laughs> right, and I even though I mean, even whatever you know, progress the team had shown. I mean, it's just having, you know, my knowledge of uh, uh, the team before the Franco is, you know, uh, shaped by the chief and just talking to my parents and older people. But there was always there was a phrase they would use: SOS, same old Steelers. Yeah. Of uh, you know, making poor draft decisions and trading draft picks away, and I'm sure that phrase perhaps with a lot of unprintable language then as now was used around same old Steelers when Franco was drafted it um yeah I mean it's you know it's hard to believe I mean I'm it, like I said I'm staying here with my mom and aunt for a little a uh, little bit of time before going back to LA and it's and people are genuinely in shock I mean this is um you know I mean it's apparently Franco was just on the local morning show like the local news morning show just just literally the other day um oh I mean so he's it, doing pre- he's doing press all week you know it's right like, I mean he's yeah. I mean there was there's a man that never stopped I mean it's it's you know and as someone that grew up uh you know after certainly alive after you know the greatness of the 70 Steelers I mean it's you know I know Franco you know as much as uh, uh the superhero in the old clips as I do you know the pitch I mean literally an ambassador for Pittsburgh I mean, it's someone that, you know, is synonymous with the city and not just as a player. I mean, I thought of, you know, my favorite tweet I saw today was from, of all people, Peter King, who I had always thought of as a gadfly before your very excellent draft coverage, you know, pointed out that he was one of the few people that got it right. And he said, you know, and his tweet was something like, R.I.P. Franco, no last name necessary. And how many celebrities are there like that in any call in anything? 
I mean, sports, uh, uh, show business, anything. Right. And Franco, so, Pele, Duck. That, right. That, and, and even then, those are people that you don't even need. That, 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 yeah. That, I mean, and Pele and Ronaldo and the soccer guys don't count because they, I mean, that professionally, they don't have a last name. They might not actually have a last name. I mean, it's, I know Ronaldo doesn't, but, um, but yeah, it, uh, you know. And, it, you um, know, and, and we think of uh, the Franco statue at the airport, that the pose of him catching, you know, that's not actually a. A photograph in time you know we all the memory of the immaculate reception comes from that you know not perfect video uh mm -hmm. and, and the statue itself was based off of the video there is no moment in time there's no photograph that's it's like the statue is a is a is replicating a moment in time um yeah and that and and you know that's been around for almost 20 years now 2004 i think they they first put up the statue at the airport it was basically to market and promote the sports and history museum and now it's kind of yes. become the landmark in itself you know there is a there is a franco immaculate reception uh kind of uh, not a monument but it's marked in the at the old by the old uh gate a right right I think I want to say it's near where the place where they could approximate the play taking place, but I yeah. could be wrong. But it, uh, but if you've seen that, but it's passing. I mean, people have been going there. They've been placing terrible towels and flowers. I mean, that's if it wasn't a memorial before, it certainly is now. You no, know, but the, yeah, but the statue in the airport, it's to me at yeah, least the statue it's, in the airport. It's, it's, it's kind dumb. of represents mm -hmm. more. I think that you know is kind of. Um, the the monument that that the moment gets there um oh yeah well i mean also too i mean it's, it's the original and and they since i know because i just walked past it in the airport and that now they have a place where you can stand and do that pose yourself and they suggest you take a picture with the hashtag franco ing uh that's what i saw as i was flying in before he passed but it it used to be it was directly next to the statue of uh, then general washington later president washington and the tagline was relive some of history's greatest battles that was yeah. the original sales tag. And then and then once the Franco statue was far more popular than, say, the first president of the United States of America, they separated them and made it uh, far more about the Franco. Yeah. And well, now they got three. You know, now there's three. Now there's what? Nellie Bly in there, too. And, yes. um, mm -hmm. um, and but fun fact, there is Franco DNA in that statue because they used uh, Vaseline on his beard when they made the mold. So if we oh. ever, you know, if we ever have the, the cloning technology, uh that you know there is uh you can get some franco dna off the beard there i mean not to, not to be flipped during a difficult time but there is maybe not the worst premise for a sci-fi movie in the future is that people go to some kind of theme party and they're tracked down and hunted by murderous cyborg versions of the 70s Steelers. next like year's cybernetic joe green and franco and you know the, the steel curtain coming for you made out of metal is actually a pretty decent movie premise. next year's christmas card next year stay tuned for next year's <laughs> watching's christmas episode all right let's get to some of the other tweets Let's mm -hmm. talk QBs. I don't think we have a QB controversy, but um, <laughs> but let's talk QBs at hot underscore Steelers. Steelers hot takes. Trubisky, best QB in the league this week. He was number one in EPA plus CPO composite with a 0 0.283. That's apparently the best. <laughs> Uh, EPA, uh, remind me, CPO is completed pass percentage over expectation. And EPA, I was going to ask you, I, I forgot 
what it meant. We covered it last week. I was going to assume, I was also going to assume that if the best CPO composite is 0.283, it's one of those where maybe the best is 0.0. I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I, I find it hard to say anyone's the best in the league when we're using a stat that you includes the acronym for over expectation. Uh, that feels a bit, um, uh, limited, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's in terms of, you know, a guy that maybe didn't lose the game for him in a week where, you know, we saw the greatest comeback in league history and uh, uh, some of the dumbest plays imaginable, maybe slightly beating out your expectations is more than good enough. Hey, uh, you know, as a handicap league bowler, it's all about over expectation. You know, if your average is 180, it's all about who can bowl 185. Uh, so, you know, Kenny is the CPO king, but Mitch apparently is, is the CPO duke. I don't know. Um, yeah, or at the uh, CPO vassal or baron. Yes, we're going deep into uh, region I'll yeah. take I'll take this QB room over any other. We got the CPO pros. Uh, <laughs> all right. Enough, who, and if CPO isn't your stat, then what about... At by Josh Carney, Josh Carney against Carolina. Mitch Trubisky had a 0.45 EPA per play, a total EPA of 12.6 on the day and had a seven. I don't know this 7.5 a dot a dot. I don't know a dot either. A dot's a new one. I, I, I think, yeah, isn't that how they determine if the buses are running on time or if, like, you know, your transport system isn't losing uh, tax revenue? I have no idea what thought is. Well, we've never heard of it until uh, Mitch put up these kind of numbers. So, uh, <laughs> I you know, maybe we need to stick with Mitch. He's got a dot potential here. It, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the next part of Josh's tweet, uh, which I think it, it, which was he was speaking of Mitch. He was a game manager but he did it at a high-level Sunday. That's what I think the Steelers were looking for from whoever started a quarterback all season long. He was a game manager, but he did it at a high-level Sunday. That was what we wanted from the go, whether it was Mitch or Kenny or whoever else. It uh, We'll get to it later, but it, you know, it was no turnovers, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. that seems to be, you mm -hmm. know, f f it's funny how, uh, you know, if you don't throw turnovers, you really can win games. Interesting. Uh, right, mm. right. Something about that. Ooh. And take the lead first and, and get the first lead, apparently, which this team, God forbid, they have a comeback. Yes. Yeah, and, and, get, and rack up all kinds of A-dot. Um, <laughs> last thing on QBs. At David M. Todd, Steelers fans have misevaluated Mitch Trubisky. Tomlin should definitely go back to Kenny Pickett if he thinks the season is over. However, there is no doubt that Trubisky gives them the best chance to win, just as he did earlier in the season. So three games left, you know, not eliminated from playoff contention, and uh, 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 you know, two concussions for Kenny Pickett. Is there a QB controversy? Should Mitch uh, earn some more snaps here? I mean, I, 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 they're, they're technically not eliminated from playoff competition as long as like, I, I know it starts with the Dolphins and Chargers losing out. So as soon as they win a game, one of those teams wins a game. It is over. It uh, the two concussions thing is the only thing that would ever make me think about possibly sitting Pickett down. 
I mean, uh, the one part of this I really do kind of bump against is just as it did earlier in the season. I mean, sure, for the first two get two or three games, absolutely, I was fine with starting with Mitch just because, one, he was more the experienced guy, and two, everything we read, no matter whether they were a trusted source or whether they wasn't, would go on about how Mitch was so much better in the drills at training camp and whatnot than Kenny. But, man, as soon as that Jets game started to go south in the first half, Tomlin saw that the only way to keep this season uh, – even have some slight chance was to you know pull the trigger and try something different so no it was not uh, uh earlier in the season starting with the halftime of that jets game as david says here it's um but i i yeah i i, I think the i mean the most important thing for this season was to find out can kenny possibly be the guy uh i think he can be uh, everything else after that is gravy. I'd love to see Kenny try to win some games, particularly, say, in Baltimore, where he's hopefully going to have to win for a long time to come. So, uh, yeah, I do think you uh, keep starting him uh, uh, regardless of what happens, because I do anticipate the Steelers having been eliminated from playoff competition, whether win or loss, uh, Christmas Eve, sometime by Christmas afternoon. Yeah, so Chris, well, but the Christmas Eve game happens before those. So if if Kenny, th- that's what I'm saying. If he throws I, up three Kenny interceptions in the yeah. first half or something, then are, are you are you pulling the chain on him or? I don't think I don't think Kenny ever gets pulled. I don't. I think with uh, other than injury, I think I think those days are kind of behind us. But uh, you know, I also don't think he's going to throw three interceptions in the first half. <laughs> Not on Christmas Eve. That he'd be a Grinch if he did that. <laughs> All right. We uh, let's get to the break here. In the second half, we got to talk about Canada. Um, we got to talk about oh Marcus Allen, right? We got to talk about that. Um, oh man. Oh god. And and if we're going to talk about, uh, you know, dumb mistakes that players make, I got some dumb mistakes that owners make, too. Uh, we'll get to the stats on how much money the owners, where you talk about, like, oh, many, you know, all this wasted money on coaches, on players. Yeah, look, look at how much other teams waste, not, not, not the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. See you in a bit. Bye. All right, it's the second half of a very merry what Jin's talking about. Hopefully, yeah. City sidewalks uh, uh, sparkle a bright golden green. Ah, I don't know. I'm trying to. I can't. I can't make it work. Okay. No, no, no. We're not. Yeah, we're not Dickens. We're, we're we're merely here to comment on others. Oh, uh, don't worry. I've been playing with the chat box. We'll get to some poetry later. Um, <laughs> Well, but we, we, you know, we got to talk about, we can't, you know, it's not a week can go by without the blame game. And I'm talking about, Uh, even on Christmas, uh, there's, there's room in the stocking for Cole for Matt Canada, or is there after a win, all the Canada, the haters seem to go quiet. Uh, let's get to at. Steelers win 109, Minkaberg Steelers. Matt Canada saving his job after the season is over. Mm. Um, let's follow that up with at Steelers country, Tony Serino. Steelers since the bye, eighth offensive EPA per play, third offensive success rate, ninth drop, drop back EPA per play, sixth rushing EPA per play. 
I don't know exactly what EPA per play is. Oh, but good. I was I was going to ask you. I got nothing. And um, mm-hmm. I, I it's again. Is this one of this expected uh, over expectation or something? Expected okay, play it's, average. It's, I mean, every time I hear the word expectation, I just keep thinking, okay, we set expectations low, and they're ninth at beating low expectations. But I don't know. The offense has certainly looked much better since the buy. At uh, I mean, top of anyone's expectation, top ten in four categories that I've never heard of before. Um, <laughs> You know? That's how we should advertise this show. I'm, you know, well, of course it comes down to points, really. But then, you know, what would all these bloggers and podcasters have to talk about if we just talked about points and wins? But mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, I guess in the in the next gen analytics here, we've got a top ten offense. Um, and hey, if, if you don't want if you don't want to believe all the advanced stats, let's get something that we can understand here. At okay. Steelers underscore police, Steelers hate mm. police. Steelers mm. are second in the NFL since week 10 on third down conversions, 54.8%. Only team wow. better is the Cowboys. You know, that's a key stat I can get behind, third yes. down conversions. Absolutely, and that's and, and I'm sure that part of the reason the third down conversions are so much better is it means first and second down are so much better too. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's the whole – no, the offense has certainly looked better since the bye. Uh, you know, the only – uh, uh, possible caveats to that is that hey they've played some weaker teams by the same token the Ravens defense is always good the Bengals are a, a Super Bowl contender again and um you know the the Panthers I mean it's it's everyone's to say oh well, they're not that good well that defense has some real players on them I mean that's an actual defense over there it um I mean my own you know I I, I want to see Canada succeed my only concern about Canada at this point is that you know will he be able to uh, uh help oversee or help guide Kenny to making this one of those explosive offenses one that can score a lot of points it uh, and that's regardless of what the record is that's the decision Tomlin's going to have to make at the end of the season can he oversee that kind of offense versus one that you know uh, uh, sputters along and just you know dominates two-thirds of the league in EPA slash something else so you you say you you wanted to you you wanted like go back to the uh, you know, big the killer bees era. You want some, uh, you know, throwing down the sidelines and and high circus plays. Well, I, and- I, I I come back to what I think I've quoted on here before. One of my favorite lines ever from any movie by some character actor in Unforgiven when he's talking to Gene Hackman about you know before the shootout and says, "I actually just don't want to die for lack of being able to shoot back." Uh, you know, eventually they're going to pl- have to beat the, you know, if this team is going to be a contender again, they're going to have to beat the chiefs. They're going to have to beat the the bills. Uh, they're not going to be able to count on five in- turnovers by the Bengals to beat them anymore. Although they did put up 30 points on them and it, uh, it's going to have to, you know, some, I'd like to see a team that could win a shootout too. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I just, uh, Hey, any, any, any way you win is, uh, right. is all right by, is all right by me. You know, if we, uh, mm-hmm. if we go back to the, uh, you know, bus do Staley era, 11 runs on a drive, then, uh, that'd be great. So too. be it, you know, if, uh, but even then that team sometime had to get into some shootouts as well. I mean, it's, it's, I'm certainly not advocating for, uh, putting no resources into the defense, but rather is, is it, you know, it's at some point Tomlin's going to have to make the decision whether this team is nine and eight or eight, and nine, or some permutation thereof. Uh, you know, will Canada be able to oversee an offense that could genuinely be a contender's offense? 
All right, we'll see. I think he's going to be back. I think you're not going to, you know, he's uh, he. Kenny likes him. They've worked together. You're not going to start a whole new offense over again. I, I mean, I still think he has a year left in the contract too, which is uh, unclear. Right, I I th- guess. which I think is something bigger than a lot of people count on. Is that off? Is that having that extra uh, uh, year there? If, if, yeah, if true. There's yeah. just uncertainty because he was promoted from QB coach to coordinator, and and I'm I'm, I'm not certain how the contract right you know, where that carries over in your promotion or not. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you know, there's no void years, I guess, in the uh, in contracts when you get uh, when you're on the co- coaching side. Uh, all right, let's just uh, uh, let's just talk some brief draft watchers here. Let's see, we're currently oh, at J Round Thirty Two. Josh Roundtree from ninety three seven, the so called fan. Uh, Steelers currently own the fourteenth, thirty third, and forty fourth overall picks in the first two rounds of the NFL draft. Um, you know, 1433, 44, hut, hut. Uh, it right. just, it's, uh, you know, it, I don't know. It, it's not as exciting as it once was when, when it, it was like top five potential. Then it was like, let's every week, let's see. Now when it's just like, oh, uh. 1433, 44. All right. Call me in April. I don't know. Well, right. That's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it, this is the more exciting way to do it, though, is the Steelers actually win games and the Bears lose them so that that second pick gets higher and higher. And uh, you want to see angry, you should see the Bears fans after Claypool got hurt and they gave up that second round pick for him. What they're saying about Claypool and that owner, that is just amazing. And, and, and thirdly, it's something you and I brought up during the game is that, you know, one of Highsmith's sacks. Uh, he he made a spin move and clearly beat the guy in front of him to uh, uh, hit Darnold. Well, the guy he beat was what the seventh overall pick, maybe the highest rated offensive. I remember because I couldn't pronounce his name when I tried to draft him for the Seahawks in the behind the steel curtain uh, mock draft. That's why I remember the guy's name now. It um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't remember what it is, but I remember I couldn't pronounce it. Okay, well that's the seventh overall pick for the Steelers to get a, that guy. They would have had to win what four games, five. And, uh, you know, and that's and here's this guy getting cleanly beat by Alex Highsmith, a third round pick from a nowhere school that some people thought was a reach at the time. Um, you know, it, uh, yeah, yeah, you can whiff on these early picks, you know, it's no guarantee. Uh, Devin mm-hmm. Bush, you know, Devin Bush is, uh, look, no guarantee yeah. that that guy was as much of a guaranteed lock as you've ever seen, uh, you know, a uh, uh, big 10 linebacker, every coach in the world went to his pro day. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if there, if there wasn't, there wasn't a bigger lock of who was going to translate into the NFL than Devin Bush at the time. And except uh, that one's the inside linebacker, the box got like three picks earlier, Devin White, you know? but even then yeah. that's, that's that, but there's no guarantee with any of these guys. And look, even the Carolina guy, maybe he grows into a great player. Maybe he's great all those other plays. I don't know. I just know that when I saw him, Hyde Smith spun around him easily, and it looked like something out of a video game. You, we might, we might have to pay this. We might have to pay Highsmith. Um, I'm looking at you know uh, this highest paid defense, and I'm thinking, well, we got to pay Highsmith. We might need to pay Cam Sutton. We might need to pay Larry Ogunjobi. It's like it's only getting more expensive. <laughs> right, right. Which is why there'll probably be some draft picks on defense too. <laughs> I could see. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that it's Cam's time anymore, but he might have to restructure. You know, right. <laughs> Feels like he does that once a year, but I'm sure yeah. I'm wrong about that. Yeah, it, he might have uh, taken yeah. the, the Ben deal soon. Um, <laughs> uh, what else shall we get? Let's just get to one. Oh, well, I just want to get to this because mm-hmm. uh, let's just talk Tomlin at 
PGH Steelers now, Steelers now. Deontay Johnson said Mike Tomlin's streak of never having a losing season is important to the players. We want to finish out strong for him and us. Uh, you know, no one wants to hear about no losing seasons anymore. Like people were tired of that. But the point I bring it up is, uh, you know, Tomlin doesn't brag about it. This isn't something a feather he wears in his cap. But for the players, mm -hmm. it's like, well, what is there to play? There's nothing to play for in these last three games. For the players, there are. They don't want to. They don't want. They don't want to be the guys who gave Tomlin the losing record. You know, they don't want to be the squad who couldn't make it to the playoffs. Uh, so I think there is a lot for the players to play for in these last three games. Oh yeah, I mean, not to mention, of course, you know, their jobs and continued employment, playing a challenge game for uh, big bucks. But um, but yeah, I think, and I think that's become more of a rallying cry as the season's kind of gone on here, and the playoffs become, you know, more and more remote. But um, but yeah, and I, I think they definitely do want to win for Tomlin. And again, that speaks to one more thing that we've brought up so many times is that, you know, this is the very essence of the opposite of losing the locker room is yeah. uh, for anyone to even say this is the is the antithesis of that. And if there was ever a season when the locker room was going to be lost, it was going to be the one where you were juggling multiple quarterbacks and figuring out who to start when and having a whole bunch of new and young guys together. I mean, this is the kind of year when somebody would have lost locker room and obviously the very opposite has happened that's a great point right it's like who you know could have been qb drama we have we've seen qb professionalism i mean we right. saw kenny and mitch hug it out after the game mm -hmm. we saw uh you know after after deontay uh kind of petitioned for mace to start we saw mitch praise deontay after the game right. for his 10 catches on 10 targets um mm -hmm. you know we, we saw people call for Najee to be benched there could have been uh running back drama with between him and warren instead we've got two workhorses now why out room could have been i mean how much drama we traded uh the the, the leader of the group you could say the, the you know the, the veteran of the group uh chase mm -hmm. um you know deontay gets the bag and then is under all kinds of uh fan criticism yeah this could have been this could have been like an urban meyer type uh situation and instead there you know tomlin stood there with poise and mm -hmm. you know three games left still kind of something to play for here Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let, I think the uh, I think the band is uh, trying to get on the field here. Is it? There's oh, no. Okay. Is the band? Where's where is the band? Ah, <laughs> oh, if I could just only get the volume right on some of this technical stuff. Christmas, renegade coming down your chimney. There needs to be a a, 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 a renegade Christmas. I think you know a, a Christmas version. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Sticks plays many a Christmas gig, probably somewhere in the western Pennsylvania area, yeah. Yeah, oh, Santa, I'm in fear. You know, something like that, to make it Christmassy. That's what they used to do. They used to just take your hit, you know, back in Chubby Checkers Day, like you had the twist, and then you just made it the Christmas twist, and then you had another hit. <laughs> All right, I digress. Let's get to... Well, I mean, that makes sense. Before, there was, like, you know, a child at home with, like, a, a computer program that could remix it without your consent and make money off of that. Like, that's that, you know, well before that kind of democratization of technology. Um, uh, I think we, uh, you know, we kind of mentioned both of these stats. I'll just quickly go. Mm -hmm. At Alex Kazora, Alex Kazora. Stats worth repeating. Steelers, when they don't turn the ball over, 6-1. and one. Steelers, when they turn the ball over... Oh, and seven. Simple as that. You know, does any what was, the what was the loss where they? I was tr I'm trying to think of what was the loss where they didn't turn the ball over. Do you remember? Um, that would have had to have been the was it the Browns? 
I, I was thinking I was thinking it was the Browns too, but I'm trying to think was it was it it was ah uh, no they turned it over <laughs> against the Bengals um because that was the because that wasn't that the beginning of Kenny's uh, don't turn the ball over thing yeah and, um yeah uh, uh the Bengals uh wasn't the Jets it had to it had to have been the Browns it had to have been the Browns because yeah they throw the interception against the Patriots it had to have been the Browns but if only there was a, a way we a time machine we could go back and uh, <laughs> but even more simply hey it, it, we don't even have to count turnovers how about mm-hmm. at STR Superfan Dad Dave Schofield Steelers are five and zero in 2022 when leading at the end of the first quarter zero and eight when tied or losing so simple wow. as that it's like just don't just get the lead and don't give it up that's the best way to win <laughs> no fourth quarter comebacks with this squad you know <laughs> all right let's yet. get to let's Not get yet. to let's get to the real with you know we waited for the to the end to get what everyone's really talking about. Mm-hmm. At our Ashley Larkins seven, Ashley Larkins Steelers fans are ridiculous. If it was up to Twitter, Steelers would have no one. Every week, someone wants to cut someone for their mistakes. Marcus Allen is not going anywhere, and if he did, he would be with the Patriots. He's really good on special teams. Steelers value special teams. Um, you know, everyone and their brother wanted Marcus Allen cut for uh, a 15 yard penalty. I mean, you know, I you know, I don't remember anyone calling for George Pickens to be cut. He had a 15 yard penalty uh in a in a you know, uh, after the whistle too a, a week ago. Right, but there's a difference between uh uh jawing and the single dumbest penalty I've ever seen in a football game. I mean, I I don't think he should have been cut. I think it takes a lot for a player to be cut, but the single dumbest thing I think I've seen a Steeler do on a football field does deserve special condemnation. And it certainly seems like that's happened behind the scenes. At uh so it, it, it at least that's what I got from Tomlin's uh comments at um but yeah, that was I mean, it's totally okay to be upset uh, after again the single dumbest penalty I've ever seen a Steeler take. It's wasn't not even, like it was in the heat of the moment. Wasn't it, even the uh, dumbest. Wasn't even the dumbest play that day. If you looked at the Patriots and Raiders finish, it wasn't. No, and it, it wasn't the dumbest penalty ever because I remember a Bengals Steelers game where the Bengals got a personal foul for jawing at Joey Porter, the coach. So right, I can't. Uh, well, I, I, you know, I mean, I'm not giving anyone any like. Oh, we want to cut him. Want to cut him? No, I'm rooting for Marcus Allen. There's a reason he's oh, on the I'm team for special teams and uh you know stay on his sideline and not just decide to saunter over to the other team's huddle and get in the middle of the huddle and start yelling at the other team after the defense bailed us out with two sacks i mean the patriots play again was incredibly dumb but it was also something done to win the game i remember Uh, you know i remember when vince williams uh laid laid down on a you know on an opposing player on the sideline it was a big funny moment for the cameras i don't remember anyone calling for him to be cut well decided i mean if you see that clip again it's like 35 to 7 and he was mocking a guy for celebrating a big touchdown in a game where they were down by more than four scores not a game that was in the balance after the defense had bailed them out i mean i don't think the guy should have been cut but 
I, it seems like there were appropriate punishments behind the scenes, and uh, that is more than good enough for me as a pound of flesh. Yeah, exactly. It's something we'll never ever find out about. I don't, you know, he's not gonna, right. you know, he's not getting cut. He's not getting benched. Whatever. He's out there. Keep on trucking. I think is what Tomlin told him. Right. So that's what I <laughs> tell Marcus Allen. Keep on trucking. You know, fans find something. It's easy. It's easy because it's uh, it's easy to determine that someone was at fault there. But um, it's even easier to stay on your sideline and not go to the other team's huddle and start yelling all right well be all be critical i'm getting his jersey you can uh you can be the the steelers grinch i'm gonna be steelers santa and i'm gonna give him okay, i'm still well, gonna fool his there you go and then it's it's yeah it's just if he stays on his sideline that's fine you can even yell from your side of the field if you have insults like you don't have to do it right over there it, uh, that one was wild that one was wild to me but again any yeah it seems like it seems to have led to a happy resolution yeah you know what it's uh it makes me, yeah, I like Marcus Allen as the, he's the hype man for the team. He, he's the guy that gets Tomlin to dance. Um, you know, he, he chooses it, the music, right? Doesn't he choose the music? Or you know, guess, he's somehow instrumental in the locker room music. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know about, uh, I don't know who runs the jukebox, but uh, <laughs> now that Ben's not there to play uh, nothing. So, well, I guess that's what we've been talking about, right? That's what we've been talking about. That has been. And, uh, have a Merry Christmas and Indeed. enjoy the game. Uh, I guess there's going to be a lot of empty seats. Tickets were like 20 bucks on the on the Internet. I would have. Man. Uh, who knows? I mean, it's it's that might have been then. There might not now. I mean, it's it's going to be one of the coldest games ever at the, in the stadium. So I can certainly see why people won't go. But I imagine there'll be more people than maybe they thought uh, before. I asked the AI chat to give me. A motivational speech from Santa to Steelers Nation. And this is what the chat said. Ho, 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 Steelers Nation. It's Santa here wishing you all a very merry Christmas Eve. I've been watching closely from the North Pole, and I have to say I've been thoroughly impressed with the effort and determination of our beloved Steelers. But the season isn't over yet, my dear friends. There are still three crucial games left to play. And the time to come together and give it our all is now. I have no doubts that our boys in black and gold have the talent and the heart to come out on top. And with your unwavering support, I know we can give Coach Tomlin the winning season he deserves. So let's get loud and proud, Steeler Nation. Let's show the rest of the league that we are a force to be reckoned with. And when our team takes the field, let's leave it all out there. No holding back. No excuses. We are the Pittsburgh Steelers. We are a winning team. Let's go out there and prove it. Double yoy! Merry Christmas! And may all your football dreams come true. Ho, ho, ho!